Hey guys, welcome to episode four of a Wrestling Gal podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I give my thoughts and predictions on the entire upcoming WWE draft. Now let's chat. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week is such an exciting week in wrestling with all the new shows and new ideas coming to light. But today I'm going to talk about one instance in particular that I'm very much looking forward to. And that is the WWE draft that is happening on October 11th and October 14th with SmackDown moving to Fox. You really never know what could happen. So I'm expecting some huge surprises from WWE. It especially has to live up to the big draft we had in 2016 which was very exciting and very thrilling and to be completely honest they really need to stick to this brand split and not do any more of this wild card rule especially with Smackdown moving to Fox and they need to build up that brand alone if it's going to be either the equivalent to Raw or the A show now they need to have their superstars on their respective shows. And with that being said, I have compiled my own list of predictions for the entire WWE draft, the entire roster, keeping in mind that some superstars are either absent from TV or injured or just inactive, and also the actual probability of the superstars being on a certain brand has taken me a while to actually formulate this list, keeping all of those in mind, the actual probability of it happening, and also balancing what I want versus what I think is actually going to happen. It's been very hard compiling this list and I've changed it probably about 15 times but I think I've finally decided upon a real list complete of predictions. So let's get started. And I think the easiest way to start this off is to go through my list of the women's roster predictions considering it's much smaller than the men's roster and frankly it was just easier to do even though there's currently five absences I think I've counted correctly from the current women's roster. Lana is absent from TV. Naomi has been absent since July. Nia Jax, Ruby Riot, and Mickie James are all injured and so they're obviously not eligible and neither is Alicia Fox. And so that leaves about 11 current actors wrestlers on Raw and 13 on SmackDown if I've counted correctly but there was originally 14 females drafted to SmackDown and 14 females drafted to Raw if you count everyone so I kind of based my predictions around that I think my numbers are 13 and 12 including a couple NXT call-ups I considered and also keeping in mind balancing the number of heels versus the number of faces on a roster all contributed to my picks for these predictions and so without further ado I am just going to get started. Now obviously with Smackdown moving to Fox there have been a lot of new advertisements and commercials for it and it starts this Friday and four of the main people we've seen shoot videos for it have been Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. Now this may lead people to believe that those superstars currently on Raw may be transferred over to Smackdown and honestly I I have to agree with it because why would they advertise them in commercials and then not draft them to SmackDown? And so obviously my first two female picks for SmackDown are Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss, which 
I think makes sense because those two are two of the top females in the women's division right now. So why would you not put them on a new home of SmackDown where they originally started after the first draft we had a couple years ago? Why not bring them home to where it all started, you know? And so then obviously you're going to bring Nikki Cross over to SmackDown as well because her and Alexa are the current tag team champions of the women's division. And I think you keep the SmackDown women's champion Bayley on SmackDown as well, assuming she's going to retain at Hell in a Cell, which I think she is. So you need a top heel as well to compete against Becky Lynch. And so why not have Bayley? But you also got to bring over some other heel girlies as well. And so I think Tamina and Lacey Evans will also get drafted to SmackDown for different reasons. I feel now that Tamina has returned and with this brand split happening, they can have Tamina be more prominent like she was in years past. Maybe even as kind of like a manager or bodyguard for Bailey, who's been kind of using some cowardly tactics lately, but it works for her gimmick. And so I feel like aligning Tamina with Bailey might work. And then obviously, Lacey Evans has established herself over the last few months as a top heel in the company and so she would fit very well on SmackDown, give her a new home and a new breath of air. But I think Lacey needs a new opponent and so that leads me to my first NXT call-up, which is a woman of course, and that is the newly turned babyface Rhea Ripley and I feel like these two juxtapose each other so well and then they would introduce the SmackDown audience to a Rhea Ripley, a new reinvented Rhea Ripley who's a baby babyface now all of a sudden I guess but Rhea is so talented and she would just bring such a new look to Smackdown Live like no one else is a mosher like her and to have her against someone like Lacey Evans who's all about lady and class and Rhea is this like darker more cutting edge woman I feel like you could have a not a top feud for them but that would be like a secondary feud for the women and so I feel like that could really work you know it's new and speaking of new I think they finally need to give Liv Morgan a push, keep her on SmackDown, have her feud with Ember Moon, and I feel like these two are certainly underrated and could put on a classic and intense match that's so athletic, they're so gifted, and I feel like they finally may get the spotlight that they deserve, and so my next two picks are Ember Moon and Liv Morgan for that reason. I feel like they fit very well with the SmackDown roster together. It's another heel and another baby face, and so that balances out better. And also, I feel like you need Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose still on SmackDown, especially with the tag team champions on SmackDown. There's not that many female tag teams right now, and so I feel like you need at least two tag teams on each show. Even though Alexa and Nikki, I guess, are going to be floating between shows, you still need a primary tag team on SmackDown and at least one on Raw as well. And so you need Sonya and Mandy on SmackDown too as well. And so that brings my count of women to 11. And now you need one more to balance out the roster. And so I think moving Dana Brooke to SmackDown is another smart choice as well because you can have her be a heel or a babyface. But in this instance, she would be a babyface in order to balance out the heels versus babyfaces ratio. And I feel like Dana is very underrated. And SmackDown just breathes a breath of fresh air to her. And I feel like it could be her new home where she can finally get the chance to show what she really has and prove to the world that she belongs on SmackDown, which she does. She belongs on the A-Show. She is so talented, so passionate about wrestling, and she's never gotten the true chance to show herself and to let her shine. And so I feel like SmackDown on Fox has to be her new home. 
And switching gears here, let's talk about the Raw women's roster predictions I have. So I think the first two picks are quite obvious. I think Sasha Banks is going to win the Raw Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell and stay on Raw, obviously. And then you also need another top face to go against her, and so the only other option left is Charlotte Flair. She can carry that division with Sasha. They can easily do that, revamp their feud they had a couple years ago, and build the division around them again. But I also think you call up Shayna Baszler to Raw because you need a secondary top heel in the women's division. And so I feel like she's going to lose her NXT Women's Championship to Candice LeRae this week. But either way, I think you call up Shayna Baszler to Raw because they desperately need a top Raw heel along with Sasha Banks. With the absence of Nia Jax currently, you need Shayna Baszler. So if my calculations are correct, she should should be and maybe be the third women's pick for Raw but you also need another person to align with Charlotte Flair and so Natalia already has beef with Sasha Banks so why not bring Natalia and Charlotte back together again on Raw and also you can't forget the tag teams that are needed for Raw which Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are right there and so they will be drafted to Raw because I think it's the right move and then obviously with this new Asuka and Kyrie Sane shirt that just came out. I think they're keeping the team together. Even though I really want Kyrie on SmackDown, I feel like they're going to keep them together. And so that is my prediction. You will have the Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors on Raw. Maybe other tag teams will form through this, but those are going to be the primary tag team slots available for the women. So you can't forget that. Now, I also believe that Carmella will be drafted to Raw finally, even though she's been on SmackDown since the beginning of her main roster career back in 2016, which she's been a SmackDown staple for the last three years, but it's finally time for her to move to Raw. Whether she is the 24-7 champion still at this point or not, you need to move Carmella to Raw because I honestly think you're going to move our truth to Raw as well. And honestly, Carmella on Raw has just been great. So I would think they would continue that, you know? And I think a great opponent for her would be Zelina Vega of all people because I, for some reason, just think they they would mesh really well together in the ring. I don't know if it's happened or not already, but I would love to see it. And that's a heel and that's a baby face right there you can use in the future. Which leaves me with the last couple picks for Raw, which would be Sarah Logan and also Maria, which you have to keep her on Raw, continuing this feud with Rusev and Mike Canales and Ricochet. And I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of funny and I like it. So you need to continue that as well. And now at this point, I have 12 women slated to be on Raw but soon Maria is going to give birth to her child and so that's gonna bring Raw down a number behind Smackdown in the number of women and so I have one more pick and it's one of two women because I don't know if Naomi is going to return in time for the draft and so I would draft her to Raw as a face because I think they're going to have the Usos on Raw as well and so you need to keep them together obviously and adding Naomi to the Raw women's division vision would be a good fit. But if Naomi does not return, I foresee another NXT call-up, which may be surprising to some people with my pick, but maybe not. And so I think if Naomi does not return, we could possibly see Tony Storm on Raw. Now imagine Tony Storm aligning with Charlotte against like Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks. You could have that. 
and maybe Natalia at this point would maybe turn heel and then you would have Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair and Asuka and Kyrie even be the top baby faces. Just imagine there's so many scenarios I think they could do with Tony Storm and I think because she hasn't been to NXT yet like they said she was going to why not call her up along with Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley why not you know. Alright, so that concludes my women's division picks for this draft, but we got a whole lot of men's picks to get to, and that's even longer than the women, which made it very difficult to decide upon an entire roster for Raw and SmackDown, but I think I finally got it down to maybe what would happen, but also a mix of what I want to happen, and so let's get right into the men's picks. And so obviously the SmackDown roster draft is happening first, so it would only be appropriate of me to do it in that order and start with the SmackDown men's roster with Brock Lesnar, who I assume is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship at Hell in a Cell against Kofi. Even though I really want Kofi to retain, Brock's already been advertised for SmackDown and he is, I just guess, set to be the star of SmackDown. So that is what my pick is for the SmackDown draft first pick and followed up by I think a classic wrestler. Take it back to about 10 years ago, Friday Night Smackdown, when I first started watching Smackdown, watching wrestling as a whole, actually. Bring it back to the Rey Mysterio days, where you would have Rey Mysterio and The Undertaker and Batista and Jeff Hardy on Smackdown. My next pick is Rey Mysterio. And keeping along those lines of nostalgia, I have to have another pick from SmackDown 10 years ago, who has been reportedly signed with WWE, even though he's denying it. But I really, really want John Morrison back on SmackDown, not only for myself, but I really think he would be a great addition to the roster. It would, a lot of people would recognize him, and I think he might be able to draw some new viewers in as well. He's so athletic. He does part. He is one of the most talented and flashy wrestlers ever, in my opinion, and so it would only be appropriate for him to be back aligned with The Miz, and so you can realign Miz and Morrison, and we can maybe get the dirt sheet back. Maybe Miz down the line would turn on John again. It'd be a great feud. I love Miz as a heel, but with Miz being a face right now, I would love Miz and Morrison to be back together. And if you're going to realign Miz and Morrison as a tag team, you need some heel opponents for them to feud with. And so it would only be fitting to put Drew McIntyre back to the place where he started 10 years ago as the chosen one back on SmackDown. And you could also have King Baron Corbin to align with Drew McIntyre. And it would be a great tag team feud I think I could get behind. And oh my goodness, I really want it to happen. And I think, I truly think that they're going to put Drew and Baron on SmackDown anyways, and so that's just a plus as well. And speaking of tag teams, you need the SmackDown tag team champions, the Revival. Obviously, they're going to be drafted to SmackDown. I do not foresee them losing the titles before the draft or even at Hell in a Cell. And I think you need some opponents for them so you keep the new day. You need Kofi, you need Biggie, you need Xavier Woods to feud with them. I think after Kofi potentially drops the title, they can get back into the tag team title picture appropriately. So you draft 
after the revival and the new day to SmackDown as well. Along with three other tag teams because you need to build this division, you can't forget about it. So you obviously draft, I think, the authors of Pain as well. They would be a very fierce and new addition back to SmackDown. They've never been on SmackDown. And you also have Heavy Machinery, which I think could go against the AOP, along with the B team, who would be another pick for SmackDown. So I think you build your tag team division around those five teams with the potential for Miz and Morrison and maybe even Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. But I think those five teams are going to be the primary division, along with the Ascension too, maybe. I don't know if they are going to keep the Ascension on the main roster or move them down to NXT, but I think if they're going to keep them on the main roster, they would put them on SmackDown to maybe feud with the B team. But moving on, I think a bold prediction for me is to have Seth Rollins move to SmackDown. I mean, it makes sense to keep him on SmackDown if they're going to have Becky on SmackDown to keep the couples together. But Seth really hasn't been a primary figure on SmackDown like ever. He's been on Raw basically his whole career. But having him on SmackDown draws in more viewers. He's already one of the most established faces in the company. And I think he could probably be the top face besides Kofi on SmackDown. But that would mean him losing the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell, which I think he's going to drop it to Bray Wyatt. And moving him to SmackDown gives him some new track to run on. So I foresee him moving from Raw to SmackDown, along with a couple other people, including Sami Zayn, who would make sense to move because he is already aligned with Shinsuke Nakamura, the current Intercontinental Champion who you need to keep on SmackDown if you're going to have AJ Styles, the United States Champion on Raw, with which I see actually happening. And I also see EC3 moving to SmackDown and Samoa Joe moving to SmackDown because they need some top heels as well. And I also bet we get the return of Finn Balor to SmackDown. And just imagine Finn Balor versus John Morrison. That is a dream match of mine. I would love it. I don't see him going to Raw. I see him staying on SmackDown to feud with some of the other guys I previously mentioned. And I also think you have Buddy Murphy back on SmackDown because you need another heel. You could get Buddy Murphy versus John Morrison, Buddy Murphy, Finn Balor. He's the best kept secret. So why not keep him on SmackDown? And moving on to my last six picks for SmackDown. I believe Bobby Lashley should return at the draft to SmackDown as a heel. And I also believe that maybe Matt Hardy should be getting a heel turn as well. They could really take the ball and run with that one. He is amazing as a heel and a face, but him as a heel would be great to see nowadays again. And they could really work with that a lot against someone like Chad Gable or Cedric Alexander, who I have also drafted to SmackDown. I believe any of them versus Matt Hardy would be great for TV. And speaking of TV, my last two picks are actually two men I just watched on main event tag team again, and it is the reunion of Slater Gator, which is Titus O'Neil and Heath Slater, who you need to put on SmackDown. I think they'd be great together again. It'd be really funny, really, really cool. And before I continue, I would just like to note that in making these roster predictions, I also had to take into account who was injured and who was on hiatus. So I had excluded Jeff Hardy, Lars Sullivan, Ginger Mahal, Big Show, and Kane for those reasons. But I just realized that I had forgotten Sheamus was out on a concussion. And I don't know how extensive it was. So I think if he were to return very soon, he would go to SmackDown most likely. And so just wanted to be sure I got 
got that disclaimer out of the way too as well. But before I move on to the raw side of things, I just want to be sure that I tell you guys that I had 33, including Sheamus, men on the SmackDown roster, and I have 39 on the Raw roster, because typically the Raw roster is bigger than the SmackDown roster, and so I tried to balance it as best I could. Raw's always been bigger than SmackDown, and so that was why my numbers were the way they were. So let's get to Raw! And starting off with the first obvious choice for Raw, you have Bray Wyatt, who at this point should be the Universal Champion in my opinion. That's how I think they're going to book Hell in a Cell, but if he's not, then I would have no idea what they would be doing with him. So my first pick for Raw is Bray Wyatt, followed by Roman Reigns, who has been drafted to SmackDown, but Raw really is his true home, and he belongs there back on Monday nights. Along with his, I guess, newly aligned friend in Daniel Bryan who just turned face again. And my next three picks I just realized all have a history with each other and I didn't do this on purpose but I ended up having the entire Wyatt family from the past on Raw. So my next three picks are obviously Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman and I did not do this intentionally to have them be on the same show as Bray but I feel as though Luke and Eric Rowan are gonna follow Daniel Brian to Raw and Braun is going to stay on his home turf of Raw. So maybe we would get a reunion between them and they could form a stable maybe or at least have Luke Harper and Rowan be a, a significant tag team in the Raw division. And speaking of tag teams, you will obviously have Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode if they do not lose the Raw tag titles by then, which I don't foresee them losing them either. I don't see the Revival losing either. So you need to build a Raw tag team division obviously. And I feel as though if Naomi is going to be on Raw, like I said earlier, the Usos need to be on Raw as well because you need a top face tag team for Raw. And you also cannot forget the OC, which is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson on Raw. And you will obviously have AJ Styles, the United States champion on Raw as well. But you need more than four teams on Raw. And so I foresee the Street Profits, if they are going to stay on Raw, to be a significant portion to the Raw tag team division, maybe aligning with the Usos because I think that'd really be epic. And the Street Profits have been very doing very well on Raw. They've been very entertaining. I think that WWE would want to continue the success they've been having on Raw and keep them there, along with the Lucha House Party. And then I see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins probably staying on Raw as well. And so those are my tag team draft picks. But moving on to some exciting NXT call-ups I had in mind, I see Johnny Gargano absolutely going to Raw. He could have so much exciting matches on Raw with some of the names I mentioned earlier, along with some others I'm going to name later. But Johnny Gargano is absolutely the right move. And I also think that moving up Pete Dunne to Raw would be great. We haven't seen as much of him on NXT television or NXT UK a lot lately. And I recently saw him last month at NXT against a Matt Riddle. And he was definitely over with the crowd. Even though he's a face right now, you could absolutely turn him heel, but he's really over with the crowd and he's an incredible talent. You need to have him on Raw. And moving on to two exciting more names, that is Andrade and Aliester Black, and I think you know where I'm going with this. They will obviously be drafted to Raw if Charlotte and Zelina are on Raw, and 
wherever they go, they follow. So I think they could have some really big moments on Raw. And I think all four of them can definitely call Raw their home in the future. But someone who hasn't been on Raw in a long time, SmackDown has been his home for the last three years since the last draft in 2016. And that is Randy Orton. And he used to be on Raw all the time, used to be a Raw guy. But the last three years, him and Carmella have been on SmackDown the last three years. And so they've been holding up the fort for them. So I think it's time that Randy Orton finally gets a new lease on life and he gets moved to Raw again along with Elias because three hours of Raw gives Elias more time to get over his gimmick and play some music and have whoever it is gonna be interrupting him. So I think Raw is the right choice for Elias as well. And maybe a surprising pick for Raw is Kevin Owens. Considering he has a loser gets fired match against Shane McMahon on SmackDown this Friday, I think Kevin might lose it and get fired from SmackDown, but just then get drafted to Raw, back to Raw. I think that would work for him. That's what I think is going to happen, so I'm sticking to it. Another element of Raw I'm really, really excited for is the Maria Canales, Mike Bennett, Rusev scenario. And so I would draft Mike Bennett and Rusev and pretty much ricochet too to Raw. Keep them on Raw. Let this interesting feud play out wherever it may go, but also this gives Ricochet a chance to interact with my next pick for Raw, which would be Ali. I think Ricochet versus Ali has the potential to be match of the year, if not the most underrated matchup we've had in a while. Those two are super high-flying and super athletic, and I really want to see them interact in a match against each other. And we recently saw an amazing match with Cesaro and Ricochet, so I would draft Cesaro to Raw because he has great chemistry with Ricochet. And you obviously cannot forget the amazing icon that is R-Truth and Drake Maverick. Whether R-Truth is 24 champion at this time or it's Carmella or Drake Maverick, but you need to keep them all on Raw because they have been part of some of the most entertaining spots in the last four months now, I believe. And you absolutely need to continue this 24-7 title picture with them in it, for sure. And finally, with my last six picks for Raw are the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, No Way Jose, Eric Young, Mojo Raleigh, and Shelton Benjamin. And I put Shelton on Raw because I think they're separating Chad and Shelton, and with Chad's amazing performance he just had in the King of the Ring tournament, I think putting them on separate brands is the right way to go. And with the future of 205 Live uncertain because I thought it was happening after SmackDown, but now I don't know, I didn't include any of the 205 roster besides Drake Maverick and Lucha House Party because I really don't know what's going to happen, so I didn't think it was fair to maybe make potential draft picks on something that may or may not happen, but we'll see. And so that concludes my draft picks for the entire WWE main roster, and I'm so excited for this draft because the last draft had me absolutely thrilled with the result selfishly, and it kind of has high expectations for me now, but I look forward to all the surprises they may have in store for us, even surprises that I might have not even mentioned. They probably are going to have a few, so expect the unexpected, but I'm really 
really looking forward to the potential of like John Morrison, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler even, and maybe the potential of Tony Storm moving up along with Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano. I really, really am excited to see which NXT call-ups they make and which roster moves they make because some of them are obvious with uh, advertisements they've been making, but I think they might throw a curveball at us and fake us out. So I don't know. So there you have it. Almost a hundred draft picks that WWE has to choose from and formulate which roster is going to be which, which superstars are going where, which NXT call-ups they're going to make, which tag teams are going to be on which show. There's a lot riding on this, and it was very difficult to decide upon predictions for myself, so I can only imagine the stress that WWE staff is under. But nevertheless, this draft is definitely going to be epic. So don't forget to tweet me your own draft predictions at It's Ella J or tweet me on at A Wrestling Gal Podcast Twitter. I really want to see your own predictions, your own thoughts on this draft coming up, whether we think alike or maybe we think a little differently, which surprises you think are going to happen. There's so much that could happen in these two nights of draft. I'm very intrigued to see your own thoughts and I cannot wait until next week when the draft finally happens. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a little bit since I made the last episode, but I've been sick the last two weeks and I just came back from New York and got sick and it was not fun. But thank you so much for sticking with me and being patient. I hope this episode was worthwhile. I know I talked a lot. We had a lot of content to get through, but it was very fun doing this fantasy draft. I had to mix what I wanted versus what I thought was actually going to happen. I might be totally wrong wrong with my picks, but we'll see. That's the fun of it. And for me especially, there's a lot riding on this draft because I'm going to a SmackDown that is a couple weeks after this draft on November 1st, and so I selfishly want my own favorites to be there, but I know that's not always possible, and so I'm really anxious for this draft. I don't know if you guys are, but I know especially I am, especially if you guys have shows coming up like right after the draft, like a Raw or a SmackDown. We have no idea where our favorites are going to land. Land. But also, we have to recognize that we're about to be a part of history, especially this week with the introduction of All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. You have NXT on Wednesdays. You now have Dynamite on Wednesdays premiering this week. You have SmackDown on Fox premiering this week. And you have the season premiere of Raw on Monday. There is so much wrestling this week. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to be a part of this history-making So that concludes episode four of a wrestling gal podcast. Thank you guys so much again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I would love to hear your feedback once again on any content you'd like to see in the future and any ideas or guests you might love me to have or to interview. I want to do so much with this podcast. I want to interview as many wrestlers as I can from around the world. It's such a big dream of mine. I love talking about it. And thank you guys so much again for being a great audience, great listeners listeners. You guys mean the world to me. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a wrestling gal and follow me on Twitter at it's Ella J. That's Ella J signing out.